You're listening to The Loyalty Minute, the show that helps you build better customer loyalty and more valuable user engagement with your host, Rob Gallo. Welcome, loyal listeners, to another episode of The Loyalty Minute. I'm your host, Rob Gallo, and today I'm super eager and excited to chat with Jamie Russo. Jamie is the Vice President of Loyalty Programs and Customer Engagement for Choice Hotels. Welcome to the show, Jamie. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Rob. Really excited to have this conversation. Great. So for those uh, listeners out there who don't know who you are, your background, where you came from, how you got to where you are, let's get a little bio on Jamie Russo. Sure. I, um, I started my career at American Express in New York City, and I was a 14-year veteran there on a number of different areas uh, that encompassed both customer acquisition to customer marketing to even being on the side of the business, managing our relationships with hotel companies, uh, and then back on the consumer side of the business. So getting to know different parts of the consumer life cycle uh, there, as well as working in, in business development and other types of functions. Uh, about just under six years ago, I was recruited to come down to Choice Hotels because uh, they were looking to revamp their loyalty program to make it matter much more in this in a new environment where for hotel owners, being able to have loyal guests booking direct was a much more important thing than it had been in the past. Uh, so over that last six years, we've been on a journey to revamp our loyalty program uh, and grow it to you know, much higher numbers uh, than it has been in the past. We've added uh, since I joined, almost 30 million members uh, to the program, uh, more than uh, tripled our activity rates uh, within that and the revenue that it, that's coming in and, and delivering back for our, our ownership group. That's great. And is the growth in U.S. or worldwide, what would you say the breakdown it, our our hotel company, if, if you don't know Choice Hotels well, is comprised of a number of different brands and runs really from the economy segment with our Econo Lodge and Roadway Hotels up to our uh, Cambria and Ascend Hotels, which are on the upscale side. We're most no, likely known for our comfort, comfort suites and quality and sleep-in brands, uh, but we also have extended stay hotels. We have over um, uh, 7,000 hotels around the world, but the, the vast majority really uh, is concentrated in the United States and Canada. So the most of our growth, while it has been worldwide, has been predominantly U.S. and Canada. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, uh, extended stay hotels. In fact, one of my other companies, Complex, is a is an affiliate for extended stay through ah. loyalty rewards platform uh, in the eco mall type of thing that we have. Interesting. Excellent. Well, we just purchased a brand not too long ago called Woodspring Suites, uh, which is an extent, economy extended stay brand that's a uh, phenomenal investment for anyone who's looking to open a hotel. Really? Okay. <laughs> I'll put that in the show notes for any listeners yep. that are interested in, uh, in that aspect. But we have salespeople who would be happy to take those calls. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. So the, before I get into the first question, I, I mentioned this before we hit the record button that we'd like to talk in the form of stories if we can. People can kind of identify with stories. I mean, no one really sits around the water cooler anymore, but water cooler stories are kind of uh, anecdotal that people could glean some knowledge from. So the core base of our listeners are people like yourself who are in the loyalty mm -hmm. program business or small to medium-sized business owners who are thinking, should I get into a loyalty program? How do I do it? What's the best way forward? What does loyalty really mean? Um, you know, is it a positive, is it a, uh, you know, a, an extraneous uh, expense on the business? Mm -hmm. So all these things are, are what they're thinking. So 
again, thinking in the terms of stories. So the first question that I'm going to ask you, Jamie, is what does customer loyalty mean to you as a consumer? Yeah. I mean, I, I think at its basic and core, it's that you're, if you're loyal to a brand or to a company, you're going to select that company over any other one, uh, especially when it's a competitive marketplace. When you look at loyalty, a lot of people think of loyalty and mistake captive loyalty for actually having a, an emotion and a connection to a brand. In the hotel space, we don't have that, uh, I guess, company benefit of not being competitive. We're, we're often on the shelf with a variety of other different hotels in that area. You know, so we have to create ways and reasons for people to engage with our brand and select us over other ones. And so we've created you know, within our program a multifaceted reward uh, platform that people can engage with. And it starts with you know, uh, really quick and fast, easy rewards. We have a program called Your Extras that uh, when you stay with us during the week, you not only are going to get your loyalty program, but you can select an extra and deliver it to you immediately uh, via email right when you check in, which could be accredited Amazon, accredited uh, Starbucks, accredited at, uh, Shell Gasoline, um, or even a credit with Uber. You know, what's funny is that when we first launched this technology, I was uh, traveling with my boss, and we both checked into the hotel at the, around the same time. The next morning, we're driving to our office in Arizona, and he says to me, you know, because that, your extras thing you guys built, it's, it's incredible. I, I got, you know, my credit, you know, before I had even gotten to the elevator, uh, and he had selected a Starbucks credit, and I said, you know what, I've got you beat, because by the time I got to my room, my wife had already spent our Amazon credit, because we had uh, <laughs> young children at home, and she was already buying things. Um, but we also have lucrative promotions. We just launched our Stay Twice, Get a Free Night uh, program, which is going now through September 7th, where you can get, after two separate stays, you get enough points to redeem for a free night at well over a thousand of our hotels. Uh, and, it can, and you can participate as many times by September 7th as, as you want to get as many free nights. You know, we pulled a number of our uh, past uh, achievers of this promotion of how did they use their free nights and you hear these just incredible stories of oh I proposed to my uh, wife in San Francisco uh, with a free night or, or some other ones but you got I just remember one that was so emotional for my entire team uh, where there was a, a woman who told us that uh, her granddaughter was having a number of surgeries um, at a hospital in the Northeast and she used the free night so her son could stay uh, while they're uh, her granddaughter was having all of these surgeries. Um, and, you know, it was just something that touched our team. We all sent balloons to the hospital and everything. Um, and then, you know, it goes on to, to things that are just aspirational options. We signed a, a, a deal with AM Resorts, which is a collection of over 50 of the, the best all-inclusive hotels in the Caribbean this year that you'll be able to earn and redeem your choice privileges points to stay at, at one of these really even to, to five and five-star luxury places. Um, it's all a matter of trying to be able to create a reason that people will want to select us when there are so many other options out there. Yeah. I, so, you know, I think it's, it's probably beyond the rewards though. I mean, I've been doing this for, uh, in the loyalty space for over 20 years, um, you know, starting the casino business, but it's probably more than the reward or the bonus. I think it starts at the cultural level from the organization and you know, how you interact with your customers is probably says a lot in regard to why they would choose to stay with you. 
uh, you know, they have a choice. They could stay <laughs> another choice, but obviously they take the choice to say what choice hotels. That makes sense. Um, so, but from, from your own personal perspective, you think about loyalty in a global context. When I say global, I just mean you as a consumer. So you have an airline that you probably normally fly with because you're getting rewards, but it's also convenient. Maybe it's local to your, uh, you know, right there in Bethesda or wherever your close airport is. And then you have your gas station. That's, you know, your regular stop. And if you're a coffee drinker, you're stopping at either Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts or 7-Eleven or whatever it is. So what are some of the things like that, that, that you think are good beyond points, but that are good. And the reason that you stay with the loyal to a brand personally. Well, yeah. And I, and I think for me, it, it kind of goes to, are we creating a long-term relationship or is this a transaction? Right. And, and I think that a lot of those examples you utilize that it's a transaction. I go to the gas station at best, you know, I'm going to get a couple cents off of a gallon because I'm in their, their program. That, that's not creating a desire to want to interact with that brand. It's creating a, you know, appealing to my cheapness gene instead. Um, you know, the opposite end of that was, you know, I, I mentioned that I spent 14 years in New York City and, and you know, during that time had the opportunity to uh, go to a number of restaurants. And I've always been fascinated with that, that industry. And one of the ones that really got us hooked was the Danny Meyer uh, restaurant collection. If you don't know, they are that you know the the brand Shake Shack, uh, which is their uh, their their burger chain, but they have a lot of fine dining restaurants as well. And one year when I was dating my now wife, we went out for our anniversary and went to one of those restaurants. We were very young and in New York and had no money, uh, but really saved up to go to this experience. And you know when we were there, you know we had our, our dinner, but we didn't order as much as people normally do. And at the end, they were asking if we wanted dessert. I'm like, no, you know, you know. And it, but the waiter obviously realized we were there for something special and realized that we were on a, on a budget and brought out a dessert for us and said, you, you can't leave, uh, you know, this restaurant uh, without having, you know, a dessert on us. And after that, as we, you know, grew up in the city and were able to afford to go out to dinner more often, we would always try the Danny Meyer restaurants. And, you know, to the point of loyalty, when Shake Shack IPO'd, I bought that stock <laughs> just because it had connected such a, so personally with me that I would choose them um, over, over other places uh, that, that were opening up. And that's what the thing that we try to do within our program. The problem is that when you have a very large program, doing that at scale and being able to connect to people is difficult. Uh, but that's where, you know, we try to utilize technology uh, in ways so that we can we can create those moments where, eh, as we say, the dopamine goes off and you get yeah. excited. Uh, and that's why with our extras program, you know, with your extras, we, we love that because you you check into the hotel, you're already there, you get an immediate reward, it makes you feel good. If it's if you decide to go to Amazon and buy something, you remember us when you, you buy that. When it comes from Amazon, you remember uh, that it was uh, from choice. All of those things are, are times where the, the dopamine goes off and makes you feel good about your, your relationship with choice and it extends out from when you're not even staying with us. Yeah. So then, you know, back to your example with the restaurant, do you think they think of it like when they come out with a free dessert, they're thinking of it as an expense or an investment? See, in, in, your, in what you just said to me, it sounded to me like they're smart enough to understand that it's an investment in future purchases from you to be speaking about this company however many years later. And I'm sure you, you know, the word of mouth to your friends that 
it was a great dining experience and they went above and beyond and delivered something like that. And that you know, so that kind of dovetails into one of the other questions and it might, I might be going out of order the way we mm-hmm. normally uh, segment the show. But the point is, uh, Jamie, when, when it comes to that, I'm hearing loud and clear that you and Choice Hotels and the, and the Privileges Program think about it as more of an investment rather than an expense. Am I correct? Right. Yeah. I mean, we've added a lot of what you would call expense to our program over the last five years. So, yes, it is, it is much more an investment in the future of, of uh, our guests. But it gets people thinking about your brand more often and creating mm-hmm. that positive relationship with your brand and the experience with your brand. Absolutely. You know, I mean, if it were an expense and people who do, there are plenty of programs out there or small uh, smaller companies that look at these types of things as an expense and it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you look at it as an expense, it's going to, it will be an expense and you won't, won't be able to even see the benefits of that. Um, but, you know, for those people who, who actually will look at the data and, you know, see the impact, you know, I mean, I, I, I've found myself doing things I wouldn't normally do because I, I get caught up in the idea of either earning the points or, uh, you know, getting to status with a, a company there is a, a real benefit to it if there is, you know, meaningful rewards behind that. And that's why we try to create meaningful rewards, both at the, the low number of points up to the high end, as well as perks along the way, as you're saving up for something bigger. Yeah. And when you think about like, um, I, I, cause I consult in the loyalty space for other companies as well. And one of the things that I try to get across is the difference between an expense and an investment is if you think about an advertising cost, you're out there to acquire a new customer and you have a CPA, a cost per acquisition mm-hmm. for that new customer. But then when the customer's on board and you're not really thinking about longevity, how do I get the LTV, the lifetime value of that customer to increase, it's already six times more cost effective to engage with an existing customer than it is to go out and get a new one. Right. So to think about the expense or quote unquote expense, the outlay of capital for you to say, hey, Jamie, come back to this restaurant. Um, here's a, you know, a free uh, piece of cheese, uh, cheesecake. Mm-hmm. Be thinking about that in the future, that this is the company that went in above and beyond for me. Yeah. And that's, that's part of, I think, what people miss. So mm-hmm. let me ask you, so American Express you mentioned as well. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, I've been an American Express card holder for 34 years and uh, I, I wouldn't have, I mean, I try and spend everything I possibly can on that card and I get a ton of benefits from it. Mm-hmm. But one of the key benefits is how they back me up. So a quick story, there was a situation where I had someone that was opening my swimming pool when I was living in New York and the, the cost was $1,100. I said, okay, that's fine. He came, opened up the cupboard. Now, the pool was gigantic. It's 55,000 mm. gallons. It was pea green, right? So I, I said, you know, get it, uh, put the cover away and do everything and get it swimmable. So after two and a half, three weeks, he couldn't get it done. He said, oh, I, I can't do it. It's too big, blah, blah, blah. So I said, well, then I'm not paying you, right? I, I said, mm. I'll pay you $300 for taking the cover off, putting the, the filter together and all that stuff. But you didn't get it swimmable. So he made a big stink about it. American Express backed me up and I said, listen, I'm willing to pay the guy $300, but I'm not paying him $1,100 for something he didn't do. They actually paid the balance to him. They didn't want to lose him as a customer for whatever reason. But I guess I was, between myself and my wife, spend enough money (laughs) (laughs) that they said, we'll we'll, we'll take care of it for you. They paid him the other $800 and they sent me flowers. Well, my wife and myself. Wow. 
So <laughs> I've been an American Express card member ever since. And again, that was probably 25 years ago when I first moved yeah. to that house. So yeah, no, those are, those, I mean, that's a, uh, a great personal connection. I think it's creating those personal connections can, can go a long, long way. You know, I mean, we, we would wish you'd be spending your money on a choice privileges visa card that you can get through Barclays, but you know, we understand that, you know, you may have some, some loyalty to, to, to my former employer as well. They got me first. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's, um, it's the mind share that, that goes with them for the moment. Yeah, and, and we have, you know, people who frequent our hotels that, that tell us the same thing, um, you know, that it was the person in the breakfast room who remembers uh, that they come and likes a certain hot sauce and went out and bought the hot sauce you know, herself uh, so that he would always have it when he was there. Um, you know, people have an emotional attachment to our waffles at Comfort. Uh, comfort ends. And you know, we, people were right in. We, we started sponsoring National Waffle Day uh, because of that. And uh, there are certain you know, elements of you know, what you say and, and having people's back. I actually, in my role, also lead our uh, reservations and customer service call centers. And we listen constantly to what's going on. And we made a number of changes a few years ago to empower our agents to be able to solve problems much more real time and faster uh, because we were noticing that you know, we, were, we were making it too hard on the guest. And that's when we're in a competitive industry, we've got to be very easy for that, that member. Yeah. So that leads into the next sort of topic. When, when you think about it as a marketing professional in your field, um, can you share some of the pain points that, it, that, you, that you've noticed when it comes to creating and maintaining customer loyalty? Yeah, I, you know, it, what's, your example of American Express is, is good because it's a self-contained ecosystem for the most part. Um, they, with the exception of that someone did something to you and, and you had American Express made it right. But for the most part, your American Express can control the customer experience. Um, Choice Hotels is a franchised organization. We're made up of all small businesses and we are small business owners through and through. We don't have a ton of owners who own, you know, dozens and dozens of hotels. They're really, you know, one and two hotel owners uh, that who are incredibly diverse uh, and come from a variety of different backgrounds um, and have different, um, you know, uh, ways of, of how they want to interact with, you know, their hotel. You know, some of them are actually on property and managing everything themselves and other ones, you know, hire people to do that. Uh, but with all of those different people in that ecosystem, creating a consistent experience for our loyalty members across has often been, you know, something that we've tried to work through. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's where we've been able to utilize technology building in uh, with our elite uh, program, you get a gift when you get to any of our hotels. Uh, and you get to choose either points or some type of welcome amenity. And building that into the technology so that the front desk was required to ask you and thank you for being a loyalty, uh, an elite member, and what you would want uh, kind of forced that, that uh, elite recognition. Uh, and then also being able to um, you know, uh, have the extras program so that you were getting that reward and, and feeling that it's great, but it's only as good as if we have uh, people in that system. And we need people to at the properties to enroll people. And then at the same time, we as an industry uh, are now uh, paying for the sins of, you know, other people uh, because people are more protective of wanting to give data uh, and their names and interact with our apps and so on for fear of how that data is used. Um, so I think that 
getting to that and being able to provide those personalized experiences when people sometimes want to remain anonymous is difficult. Yeah. Now, when you mentioned uh, franchisees, lots of different company owners that are uh, leveraging your brands, when you, <laughs> I'm thinking about this, is there a way that you could engage them in a B2B loyalty program? Right to give them an incentive, an upside for encouraging their end users, their customers, their visitors, to become part of the programs that you offer. Yeah, and and we do. Uh, you know, all of our owners get uh, a special status within our program so that they interact with the program and get benefits when they travel at our hotels. Uh, we also utilize the points within our program to incent uh, behavior on property to enroll people, uh, as well as. Uh, utilize the points at things like our conventions or other times uh, where people can get excited about earning the, the points so that they can use it for their personal travel. Uh, and then we try to create some benefits for our owners, like with, uh, I believe, with our partnership with Avis, where our platinum and diamond members get elite status within the Avis uh, program. Mm -hmm. We also uh, have worked with the Avis to be able to offer our owners discounts if they want to buy cars uh, through through Avis. So we are looking at, at those types of ways to to create owner value at the same time because at, at its core, you know, Choice has two customers. We have the people who own our hotels and the people who stay in our hotels, and both are incredibly important. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, obviously, we, we know we've been on lockdown for the last several months with uh, the COVID-19, and that's obviously affected your organization in, uh, in a material way, I'm sure. Um, but in an ideal world going forward, what does customer loyalty and engagement strategies look like in the future? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, let's take that in two parts. I mean, the, the right now. I mean, the right now, when you can't travel, and although we we have done fairly, you know, relatively, we, we keep saying, done relatively well throughout uh, because of the, the types of people who come to our hotels often are essential workers. Uh, and we worked very, very hard and provided relief to our owners so that we could keep 97% of our hotels open during this time. Um, so that core group of people, most of, a lot of them were loyalty members and were loyalty members well before. Um, you know, we have, uh, you know, we're just looking at a few people. Um, I can't mention their names, but you know, we've had people who have been staying uh, 40, 50 nights since the beginning of, of March, uh, not at one hotel, but at one of them was at 17 different hotels. Um, and then we had someone who worked for a grocery chain uh, that was staying all over the Southeast, um, at, you know, trying to get you know, essential products back to, to all of us who need to be able to go to the grocery store and, and feed our families. Um, so not while you're having that group, you also have a lot of people who are right now, unfortunately, on the sidelines who really are desperately thinking about and wanting to travel. Uh, but what we wanted to do is make sure that in this time we were connecting with those people and trying to keep our program at least meaningful. Uh, because if people don't want to play the loyalty game, you shouldn't have a loyalty program. And so uh, from the beginning, we started by making people feel safe. We, were, we weren't going to expire points. Um, and then we changed our cancellation policies. Then we started saying, what are ways that we can connect with people? And we did, we offered gift cards in our program. You can redeem for $50 and $100 gift cards uh, in our program. And we gave people a 10% rebate on their points if they wanted to redeem for gift cards for essential 
uh, things, right? You can redeem for Amazon Walmart gift cards. You can redeem for uh, delivery with Uber, uh, who eats and other things. So giving people that opportunity, we had a lot of people who took us up on that offer, uh, which was great. Um, but making sure that people still felt that there was a usability and kept us in mind, even when they weren't traveling. Uh, we then also connected and tried to at least on the emotional level by creating new partnerships. We've always had the American Red Cross people could donate points to, uh, but we created ones with Franchising Gives Back, which helps local communities uh, that uh, are in trouble, as well as a uh, program with CERTA, where CERTA had stay home, give beds, and people could donate their points and still can to these causes, and we, did, we matched uh, a significant portion of, of those. But then we started thinking about coming out of this, and what is this gonna look like? And you know, a lot of programs right at the beginning said, okay, with elite status, we're just gonna give everybody status through the end of next year. Now what we said is, well, that's nice, but we could do better. Uh, so we upgraded all of our elites to the next uh, tier uh, through the end of this year. Uh, and then we said, as long as you stay just five, stay, five nights uh, by the end of this year, you get to keep that elevated status through the end of uh, next year. And if not, we'll do what everyone else did and we'll just extend your status that you have. And we changed the number of nights that are required to, to get to those different elite status tiers. So everyone in the program would have a better shot of getting, getting to elite. Um, but when you think about the future, that, that's incumbent upon people playing the game and, get, and still being interested, which is why we took a little bit longer to say what, what would be the right uh, way to change our elite program and all of these different things so that we could give people those incentives to get back in the game. Uh, because what, you know, if you ask what my ideal in the future is, it doesn't just encompass choice hotels, but choice hotels can be this platform uh, of loyalty where we can work with like-minded partners to really create an ecosystem uh, for customers where we can uh, have shared currency and a shared experience that can be better for, for you throughout a lot of different parts of, of your life side, uh, lifestyle. Smart. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's really the way things are going. I, th I think consumers now are looking for the ease, the convenience, the, you know, limit the friction of me interacting with the brands that I normally do. I had um, a, a, a VP of strategy on from a company called Bumped hmm. uh, a couple of weeks ago, and they have an interesting pr platform where you actually earn shares in the company instead of loyalty points. So I signed up and uh, it's a credit card linked offer type of scenario where I put both my personal credit card and my business credit card, both my American Expresses. Uh, and so when my T-Mobile bill gets paid through the auto bill pay, I now own shares in T-Mobile. Yep. I go to Whole Foods and I use my... Uh, App, my my Google Pay, which has my credit card linked to it, and now I have shares in Amazon. Mm. Uh, also, I think Shell is in there for their fuel rewards, and uh, haven't had to hotels yet stay stay yet. But I just think it's the neatest idea is that it makes it a one stop shop for all your currencies, <laughs> so to say, needs. Yeah. But in this case, I'm actually getting shares. Yep. Now I think I'm an owner of this company. You know, yeah. a small owner, but. Nonetheless, just but that's, you know, that, that going back to my example, that's, that's the real loyalty. If you want to be an owner in the company that you, you truly believe in what they're doing and that the way they treat people is the way that, that they should. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, um, 
Jamie, what sort of actionable advice could you share with our listeners that they can implement today that would help them attract and more importantly, retain more customers in their loyalty program? Yeah, I mean, I think that things are changing fairly rapidly. And, and you know, when we made our changes to our program, we were kind of assessing the market and was seeing what was going on with loyalty programs and making it harder for people to get to rewards um, and, it would, and making it harder to redeem. And we wanted to go the other way on that. And so trying to find out where you were uniquely able to activate against a, an opportunity and then go after it in a focused way I think is one of the best things that, that I would say. The other part would be, you know, think long, think big, but then be ready to be agile. Uh, you know, in, in this, we have a lot of long-term plans, but we need to change pretty quickly, uh, you know, to be able to stay relevant to our customers during this time. And you know, so you know, I think kind of that think big, think long, be focused, uh, but be prepared to change. Yeah. Change is inevitable for sure yeah. in any industry at any time. And if you don't think that's possible, just think about, you know, I think it was less than 50% of Fortune 500 companies uh, in the last 50 years are still even in existence. It's just amazing. But uh, all great stuff, Jamie. Um, one word of advice that I would give you, and I, I know this is not your direct connection into the um, franchisees that you have, but there's a book called The E-Myth by mm -hmm. Michael Gerber. And I would definitely write that down and explain it or convert, convey that to someone in your organization that the franchisees that you have, it would be a great book to share with them. The E-Myth Revisited by Michael Gerber. He tells stories. He, he's one of the guys that it was my inspiration for storytelling because it does make sense. And he goes through some stories that you really kind of envision. He calls it an entrepreneurial seizure. And I don't want to get off on tangents here, but it's, it's fascinating with how the human mind works and thinks about certain things, and especially when they're a small business owner or a franchisee, how they should be thinking about their business. I like uh, that. Yeah. I, will, I will look that one up. I will give also a, a plug for one of my favorite books that uh, has been an influence on, on how I've thought about loyalty, and that's uh, Charles Duhigg's The Power of Habits. Uh, and I don't know if you've read that, but is absolutely, uh, he's a writer for the New York Times and I was uh, fortunate enough to be able to meet him when I was in New York and this book is something that I quote to our team on a very regular basis of, of how you can uh, influence customers and create habitual behavior as well as break their habits from being in habit loops with other companies. Done. It's on my, it's on my list. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully it's an audio book because I can't read. I read three pages. I fall asleep. So I just listen, more, <laughs> listen wherever I'm going. Uh, great stuff. Listen, I, I could talk loyalty all day, Jamie. I want to be respectful of your time. Our listeners are, you know, probably antsy to get back to their daily lives and what they do. So if listeners want to get a hold of you personally for more information or just to connect with you, what's the best way to do that, Jamie? Sure. It's uh, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E dot Russo, R-U-S-S-O at choicehotels.com. Awesome. All right. Well, and I want to find out about all of our, you know, other information about our program and promotions at choicehotels.com. Yeah, I'll put the link in the show notes as well. So I want to thank you for taking your time to share some of your insights with uh, our listeners. Uh, I also want to thank our listeners out there for being loyal listeners, investing some of your valuable time with us. If you feel you received some value from the show, we would definitely appreciate a five-star review on your favorite podcast streaming service. And if you know someone else who you think might value listening to this program, please do share. That's how we grow. Uh, 
To reference this and other Loyalty Minute episodes, please visit theloyaltyminute.com. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tune in tomorrow for your next edition of the Loyalty Minute.